Back up, please. Hello and welcome to episode number 222. Do, do, do. I'm your host, Aditya, and along with me, I have Abhishek. Hello, everyone. Hum do. Baat kar rahe abhi. That was a bad joke. But do you remember Dickie? Do you remember Dickie Bird, the umpire who's sadly passed away? Oh, did he? A few years ago. And he would do uh, that little jump. One, 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 two, 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 two. Because you would feel that there would be a wicket around the corner. It was a lucky, unlucky number for the Brits. That and 87. So people would cheer when Dickie Bird would do that. And he would do it until <laughs> until the score would move on from 2-2-2 to 2-3. Right. Yeah. One of the things that I do when I'm not feeling... I'm uh, tired feel a little tired. So I just watch Yuvraj Ka 6-6. That video, there is a 7-minute, seven, seven 21-second. <laughs> ah, bas, life, uske baad... Back yeah. to business. Uska bhi life you remember he was given one crore. Lalit Modi in his personal capacity yeah. announced that uh, amount to him and uh, they announced it during the presentation ceremony. Amazing, right? Yeah. All Yuraj Singh did was uh, Raina looked back at Yuraj because everyone was standing there for a photograph and both of them gave a high five and then they went on with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this thing. Earthquake, earthquake. Thoda sa, thoda sa earthquake. Where? I'm just feeling it here. Okay, okay. It, it's gone by. It's gone by. We will read about it in tomorrow morning's papers. How bad was it? No, it was like this. Hey, Senorita, big, big deshu me. Japan. Japan. Land of, the, land of the rising sun and earthquakes. And the land that is going to get apparently the COVID vaccine the last amongst developed countries. And the government here is getting flack for it. So let's talk about COVID vaccine. There are so many of them coming up, right? That is one of our topics. How smooth movement. <laughs> you might as well go to the BBC next. <laughs> go on. One out of 10 times we hit that bullseye, don't we? <laughs> A good segue is like makes you feel good, man. Yeah, it's like hitting the ball in the middle of the bat. Gully cricket, man. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. COVID vaccine, ke mein we are going to talk. There are uh, 58 vaccines that are in clinical trials right now on humans. 15 have reached final stages of testing and at least 85 preclinical vaccines are under active investigations on animals. The whole world, pretty much. All the researchers and scientists are uh, sharing notes and doing their bits. In fact, uh, the first fully tested vaccine was approved just last week in the UK and Uh, it will be given out to the us uh, to the uh, to american citizens starting from healthcare workers from tomorrow uh, pfizer biontech injections have started in the uk at least they have started giving out those injections on 8th december it was the first one it was the first guy to get it his name was william shakespeare no jokes sachi mein kya they hunt him down and so that it would make a good uh, front page news or something <laughs> it looked like it otherwise what are the chances that the guy will get it 81 years old William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare. They are poets here in UK. I don't know if you saw what Boris Johnson said on the day that their medical authorities approved the virus. He's very poetic. All the time we've been waiting and hoping for the day when the searchlights of science would pick out our invisible enemy and give us the power to stop that enemy from making us ill. And now the scientists have done it and they've used the virus 
itself to perform a kind of biological jujitsu to turn the virus on itself in the form of a, of a vaccine in a, an idea that I think was pioneered in this country by Edward Jenner in 1796. The vaccine fools the virus into believing that it's one of its own and then kills it or at least develops a, an immune uh, response. Yep, and that method is called the mRNA method of uh, designing the vaccine, messenger RNA. Yeah, and then that's the one that has been used by, as you said, Pfizer, BioNTech, BioNTech, German firm, Pfizer, American. That is the most popular, most talked about vaccine currently with an efficacy of 95%. So apparently you need two doses, three weeks apart, but directly into your muscle. The downside is that it needs to be stored at minus 70 degrees and then you need to thaw it. And for a brief period, you can store it in normal refrigerator. These were being manufactured in Belgium, so they could be shipped in uh, trucks as well. The first installment was some 800,000 boxes and they, the boxes had a temperature monitor with a chip which would allow them to freeze until you know minus 70 degrees Celsius. And there was a GPRS signal that was being tracked remotely to make sure that every box was indeed minus 70 from the time it left the manufacturing yeah. center to the hospitals everyone is also talking about is is this really a practical solution when we talk about vaccines we feel that it's a given everybody will uh, sign up for it right in the U us 64 percent have said they will uh, volunteer uh, to get the jab and around 80 in uh, the uk 80 percent they're not compulsory they're voluntary um so there are people who also choose not to get the mmr the mums measles and rubella vaccine but they, that, that's you know, strange, you know, ye contest, jo hai na, contest, that headline, they said that uh, you won't be allowed in if uh, you don't show us that you've got the vaccine. In Africa, you can't enter that country if you haven't tested for yellow fever. So there are some countries which make it mandatory, but not, not so much these big ones. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, if you are traveling or doing non-essential activities, then they can at least mandate it. But if you are a citizen... What are they going to do? It, unless they impose some sort of other uh, tax implications or whatever, right? But I was also surprised as to how many anti-vaxxers there are. I mean, there is a there is a study that has recently happened is saying, which is talking about the, how there is a spike on Facebook and on social media when it comes to people subscribing to or joining anti-vaccination groups online. And that's a real threat. It is one of the top 10 threats issued by CDC is about people not taking vaccines. That is an actual threat. There is a, a lot of talk about the efficacy itself. Basically, in short, it is the performance of a treatment under ideal and controlled circumstances, right? So this 95% that has been published is under ideal and controlled circumstances. They have another measure, which is called effectiveness, which is performance under real world conditions. These are two different things. So while we know the efficacy, we don't know the effectiveness. So in other words, when a motorbike claims that 80, what, 60 kilometers per liter, uh -huh. it's because they were driving on a on an airport maybe where there is no traffic, no potholes. The real exactly. condition, you won't get that mileage. Uh -huh. and, and also Pfizer-BioNTech still or any vaccine on earth right now doesn't have an answer whether or not you will get a relapse. So after taking that second jab, you don't know if uh, how long will that impact last. For example, when you take that polio shot as a kid, you know you are protected against it. But nobody yet knows because that study is still in progress because we only had barely 10 months, right? 
so we don't know whether or not people will get it eventually and how long will they be safeguarded against the virus after taking the vaccination absolutely and, and you know even vaccines for measles and chickenpox they are only 90% effective we know that there is a, a little bit more data available flu vaccines are only effective 40 to 60% of the time still it is saving a lot of lives and and talking about effectiveness uh, you did you read about uh, trump's response to its own fda's effectiveness on the whole thing because pfizer is an american company and uk got there faster than the us so trump basically threatened to fire the chief of the fda until it gets approved and why did you not approve it before the elections man is <laughs> it was the question what have i done for you to treat me so disrespectfully types yeah and now i i think on on december 9th canada gave a full approval so uk gave it much earlier on december 2nd they gave an emergency authorization canada gave it on december 9th they gave a full approval not even an emergency one mexico has also given it an emergency authorization saudi arabia full approval i think japan is looking at it as well japan is talking about hosting the olympics next year come what may is what uh, <laughs> the... everyone is like what are you talking about <laughs> But yeah. you got to give it to these guys of uh, Britain they are part of the European Union until at least the 31st of December which is another big story waiting to happen we don't know what will happen on Jan 1st but so so they had to play by the rules of the European Union for even releasing the vaccine but they they got an old law amended it such that for this particular vaccine they will be outside the purview of the EU and uh, they got it done quickly so on the day that UK already started vaccinating people the us there were just meeting with experts and discussing the vaccine there is one more reason to be fair to the us the fda says that they look at raw data so they take all the raw data from pfizer biontech which goes into thousands of pages and then their experts will review it piece two and two together britain is more like no don't we we trust you guys we will do an audit uh, we will not go into why uh, into the analysis so we'll trust your analysis and then we'll just verify if you have to so that's why they they fast tracked it but if you take a, a look at it trump administration in the us that is has awarded 1.9 billion ka contract for 100 million doses and then also option to acquire 500 more million doses and they have hedged their bets with uh, moderna as well they in fact provided a billion dollars of support r&d support and they have placed an order if everything goes okay they are going to take another 100 million from them japan has also placed a deal your eu has placed for 200 million i was surprised that the contract amount was only 1.9 billion dollars given the seriousness of this or the impact that this thing has had where businesses industries have vanished 1.9 billion seemed like a very small thing given the fact that the study you remember i spoke about where they were talking about how social media platforms like not doing anything to stop anti vaxxers spreading wrong information they say that the advertising revenue boost that is good that they are going to get as a result of this activity is around a bill 1.2 billion dollars advertising in in what form on social media itself because of increased activity and 9 989 million is going to go to facebook so when you talk about okay online advertising mein itna paisa jane wala hai however only for the vaccination that is going to reach restart the entire world economy one country at a time a country like us only values it at that cheap huh but then they, in in the us you also have this thing right that theoretically no citizen of the us or whoever is living there will not have to pay for it 
So either it will be covered in their insurance mandatorily and if they don't have insurance, then there is another trust which gets debited. Nobody has to pay for it in the US. I think here all countries are just going to give it away for free, right? Because it is, if they ask people to pay, first of all, not everyone has insurance. Governments are going to have to pay, are going to bear the burden for this thing. India may Zydus Cadillac, which is an Indian vaccine maker. Uh, they are using a different DNA-based vaccine delivery by a skin patch. Okay, so it's not uh, an injection or anything. They have launched their phase two trials and are planning a phase three trial. Phase two trial is basically where they give the vaccine to hundreds of people rather than thousands. And phase three will then become thousands. Uh, tens of thousands. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tens of thousands. I, there's a, there's an, if you are interested in knowing about these phases, there's an amazing tracker that is maintained by New York Times. And it talks about what do these different phases mean. So check that out. Yep. And for all the rigor that uh, European countries and America is showing, you've got China at one side and Russia. In China, the government has not formally approved certain vaccines, but they are being administered anyway for $30 a shot. And there is a mini industry there where if you want an appointment, then you could be paying in black uh, up to $1,500 to get it from uh, certain doctors. These are the same guys who will offer you the latest iPhone in the market before (laughs) everybody else gets it. There is this underground industry also in the works in Russia. Sputnik uh, V, you know, it's it's already out, but we don't know how many on how many people has it been tested. And by the way, India, it has already (laughs) started vaccine tourism ads where there are packages being put in place. You just have to fly to any of these 22 countries where currently there is no ban. Go there, get yourself isolated, get the jab and fly back. But there is no official permission yet. But they are re- they are just waiting. If permission permission, they will start making money there. Never let a good pandemic or a good crisis go to waste. Always make money on it, as they say. In the <laughs> financial markets, the advantage that you have with these other ones is that they can be stored at regular fridge temperature which is massive. Moderna is again minus 20 degrees Celsius. But it is phenomenal, isn't it? I think you remember we had spoken about uh, Serum Institute of India and how it was uh, partnering with AstraZeneca and how difficult it is to get a vaccine in 10 months. Uh, It usually takes five years. All over the world, all the researchers have knocked their heads together individually, collectively to get this out. Even this, you said at the start of this uh, RNA, you know how it works. I started reading from a commerce grad standpoint, it's it's phenomenal how that whole thing works. Are you, are you ready? Go for it, man. All right, man. Here we go. So all you need to remember is, you know, we've got DNA, which provides code for the cell's activities. And RNA converts that code into proteins. There were two biologists back in 77. They said virus is simply a piece of bad news wrapped up in a protein. <laughs> and what does a virus do? It attacks our living cells. And it encourages them to replicate. And this coronavirus, it sniffs that particular cell in the body which are vulnerable. And it injects a strand of RNA, which is basically, it converts information stored inside the DNA into proteins. And if you remember, virus is bad news wrapped in a protein. And this coronavirus genome, as they call it, it has got some 30,000 characters. It's like the kundli of that virus. The human body has got 3 billion of them. 3 billion characters long ka genome. Now scientists, what they did, they identified in this short period of time some 29 proteins. They either make the copies of the coronavirus or will suppress our immune responses. So if you are 25 year old, you are still good. It might take you two weeks to get better, but an 80 year old is in for a tough time because their immune systems are not that strong. So what this vaccine does is, 
are you are you there hello ஆயுதாயிரஸ்ரோட்டீன்ஸ் which basically hijacks the uh, human cells it also delivers that rna or that mrna that messenger rna into our cells the cells read these rnas and they make spike proteins to then trigger an immune response if we could make sense of maybe 20% of all that so there is a lot of magic happening in there absolutely right and this this also goes you know that there that the whole designer baby concept and stuff like that right is a separate story but this is basically how they do it it's like modifying sending different messages asking your body to react differently you brought up a brilliant point because there are people questioning whether it is altering our dna which is absolutely not possible because it is only delivering an rna strand is what the scientists are saying but exactly what you mentioned the naysayers or the skeptics or whoever are on the other side who are saying i'll not take that vaccine is because they believe that these vaccines might alter your dna which means it will be a problem for the forthcoming generations which is absolutely untrue yes so please read up i i'm surprised as to how many people that you know like like i know someone personally who is like nope i'm not going to do it if the vaccine comes in even if they say it's okay i'm going to wait for the first 6 months to 1 year and then decide whether i'm going to take it or not and this was brilliantly put by this other podcast that i listened to um, which is hosted by Scott Galloway it, and he was like you know people are talking about individual liberties give people a choice and things like that i love the way he put it is that if you don't take it you are going to be responsible for spreading it to other people there there have been time when these liberties have been curtailed and he gave a brilliant example where in the us and most of the government put around 4000 5000 people in jail because they refused to go to vietnam at that point they decided as a society that they had to fight against something if they can do it then why not now when you actually know that this is a global problem and not between two countries or between two ideologies or anything like that beyond the point we must just uh, trust that science works and that these guys would have done their bit many that this is how conspiracy theories come up true that we haven't landed on the moon yet that's <laughs> yeah yeah man <laughs> good photoshop <laughs> let's move on i think we have spent a lot of time on on this topic let's move on and let's talk about the next one that we have in line which is about which one should we pick there are a couple of interesting ones let's talk about the winner of the 2020 global teacher prize award being from india sanjit sinha disle uh, a teacher from a zilla parishad school from the village of paritewadi in maharashtra he was chosen from more than 12000 nominations from 140 odd countries he has received a million dollars of prize money and what he did next would surprise you yep clickbait article you guys go ahead what did he do so he decided to split half of the prize money with all his runners up you should hear this guy talk on youtube this whole ceremony had was of course virtual this time otherwise there's a big gala that happens and you know rock stars come there so when asked why did he why is he going to share it it's because he i am only one of the many i am no better than my runners up 
and he wants to give away half of the prize money so that they can carry on their efforts or take it or even scale up their efforts to from their school to other schools dude he earns 32000 rupees a month as salary to give away half a million dollars that could have been all yours it was a brilliant gesture what has he uh, done is that he first when it when he joined the school in 2009 it looked like a cow shed he said we build the whole thing he changed the curriculum one of the things was that the girl students were getting married earlier they were not allowed to graduate the primary language was it, because it's towards solapur that it was uh, kannada the language curriculum was in in marathi he learned the language and translated the textbooks etc into kannada uh, redesigned all the textbooks for grades 1 to 4 and then to take it to the next level he took it to a digital mode powerpoints and then he would actually to distribute it students used to get their fathers uh, mobile phone he should transfer it using um, a computer there would be memory issues memory running full or not supported so he created qr codes out of it and then creating embedded audio lectures video lectures which was a big huge benefit when the covid came because the education continue for that for those people some 20 lakh kids in maharashtra used the qr code bit that you just spoke of during the lockdown and where you could just scan and get access to all these poems and video lectures assignments and all of that Absolutely and and this has been he's been doing this for quite some time right i mean since 2009 when since he joined his school was awarded the best school of for the district in 2016 98% of the students have achieved the expected outcomes after completing the school so that is massive the central government also named him as part of the innovative researcher of the year in 2016 so he has won multiple awards and this is like but this is much more at a global level now right. what a beautiful story and stephen fry was the host right host if you've seen some clips of that ranjit singh disle he said that because it was on zoom they called him back and they told him that hey listen your part of the recording wasn't done very well we need to do it again so please be online in half an hour they conned him into believing that he had to redo it and when Uh, Stephen Fry arrived there on the channel the background etc was different that time he pulled out the envelope and that's how they captured that reaction which went viral and now we reach the climax of this year's global teacher prize ceremony the moment where we announce the winner of the global teacher prize 2020 where we honor an exceptional teacher that has made an outstanding contribution to the profession someone who will use this platform to give voice to teachers all over the world and of course with the title comes a 1 million dollar prize fund and the winner of the global teacher prize 2020 is ranjit disali from india <laughs> oh look there's your whole extended family now it's wonderful oh my dear fellow you i can see how moved you are yeah that that reaction is is pretty amazing right looks so genuine that absolutely the entire family comes in right his father sitting next to him oh. mother sitting next to him yes. <laughs> He's got yeah. a one and a half year old daughter, and I think his wife was also around. Dude, you should look at his father. 
He's got his chin up and he's looking at the screen with such pride. His dad got the first laptop for him so that he could do what he wanted to do with those QR codes and and everything. It was a proud moment. Solapur, chap. That that feels good. Talking about that story, that's an amazing story. On the other hand, there was I was so sad to read about the next story, which is about the Spice King, MDH Dadaji. He has passed away. Dharampal Gulati. I am pretty sure people of our generation, they know uh, who I'm talking about. He is MDH. What does it stand for? First of all, trivia question. I, I had studied this. I forgot. I had bi-hearted this for the podcast. <laughs> not, what do you say? You bi-hearted it. You internalized it. Professor, this lay will not be too proud of my exactly. behavior. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mahashia the Hatti is what MDH stands for. Mahashia is basically, it's, it's a Punjabi name, Mahashay. So even he is referred to as Mahashay Dharampal Gulati. Mahashay Dharampal Gulati. His father was the one who started the business. He's also referred as Mahashay, which was pretty amazing. Yes, Mahashay Chunnilal Gulati. In 2019, just last year, Gulati Mahashay was awarded the Padma Bhushan. In 2017, he was also the highest paid Indian CEO in the FMCG sector. He raked in 21 crore rupees. Is it? Yeah. So MDH has, I mean, masala ka dhanda hai. You know how much money mas- India mein masala hai. They had a market share of 4.3%. Uh, Everest, if you remember, Everest masala such, such. Eh, Are nahi, MDH, asli masala such, such. You confuse it with Everest. What is Everest jingle? Everest masala tana khane ka masala tang tana tsa aisa gusta hai uska that is another one that that is pretty amazing so they have they have 9.3% market share everest and mdh 4.3 but that is massive revenues of 1095 crores profit at 315 crores 30% profit margin what are we doing tech we should be doing masala these guys are the first ones right it's that much more difficult to catch everest and mdh we have to find our own masala i guess whatever that might be if masala is such a commodity business right it is yeah and 315 crore profit in a segment unorganized sector where you could walk into your patelji my kirana and he'll sell you a local masala which was made by an auntie two buildings away and uh, these guys are competing against those yeah and which remains the dominant portion so it is like a long tail business bolte na Type ka. So it is mostly regional, very few national brands. It's fascinating that you have they have basic masalas and then they have value-added masalas, which is a chat masala is a value-added masala. Achha. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, uh, chat masala, anda curry or what? That is my staple masala. <laughs> like toothpaste, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <masala>. yeah. <laughs> this guy was one of the most recognizable CEOs. I mean, and one of the big biggest. CEO brand ambassadors. Boleto Dhirubhai Ambani is like was a brand ambassador for his own company. There are not as many. Coca-Cola, no CEO is the brand ambassador. No, no. Why would I mean no no CEO puts uh, his or her face to to the product and uh, Mahashay Dharampal Gulati ji would do it. He was once asked why not get Amitabh or Shahrukh to 
endorse your products he just did not understand the question he said boss i am the man behind the success of my product so i will be promoting it what kind of a question is that and by the way amitabh bachchan promotes everest i didn't know that so there you go but mdh ka recall is more because he was there do you know and these ads were quite uh, good now from the standpoint of advertising also there is a 10 second ad the story was they got the jingle out all the products and packaging were shown and there is a wedding lunch in progress folks are you know they are gorging on food and then enter mahashay dhar gulati ji and he is asking if everyone's enjoying their food etc and then there is a voice over and a tagline which says the real spice of india all this happens in 10 seconds you can also by the way add his masala on while cooking macaroni that yeah 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 as a business as a brand ambassador i love mdh and such high recall value man such high recall value moving on let's talk about a slightly more uh, surprising and topic and this came up during one of our offline conversations and you were like we have to talk about this topic in indicash now this is about how bullying is a big problem in japan and this goes back to we deciding to at least cover one interesting thing in japan because it looks like japan is on another another planet and this was not so great news yeah for all the good things about how nice people are etc there is this one social evil that is propping up uh, which has been consistently on the rise is bullying in school a record of more than half a million to be precise 612 or 1000 cases of bullying were logged in school in japan and it was not that it's happening more in tokyo or anything like that 82% 82.6% of all schools reported of bullying cases there is a term for it uh, futoko futoko is kids who don't go to school for reasons other than health or finance one of them being bullying that they would want to skip school they don't feel good that day is not because they have temperature but because they are afraid that they might be asked to finish their dabba by saying pehla pura first eat chapati then eat this bhaji then eat that so the bullying can go down to that level where it's bad absolutely and there is a japanese insurance company who is selling bully insurance to offset the legal cost that might arise out of this so for there is an insurance plan of where you pay 2640 yen 2640 yen per month which is around 25 dollars for concerned people then you know and they have already signed up it will cover medical fees uh, that you might have to cough out if you are injured even self defense injuries consultation is free and uh, you can talk to lawyers for direction in terms of helping in documentation or to gather evidence etc if to even file the complaint you need to know whether this constitutes to be a bullying activity or not so you can give them a call tell them what happened and then they can say yes this is bullying and then file a complaint and follow up on it etc capitalism is a wonderful thing but uh, it appears that the usage might also be a little low because last thing you would like your bullies to know is that your parents have purchased uh, bully insurance and one big thing in japan is what i read and maybe you can verify that is that even teachers have not been of great help apparently because their thing is everybody should adapt to what they the concept of harmony i don't know what the japanese word is for that but it's more like you should not stand out in a in a classroom oh, absolutely i mean not being special is it's like genetically put in i mean you know it's it's like a cool thing is that people do go out of their way to not stand out so they make efforts to not be special 
and it is in the teacher's interest to make sure that uh, if somebody is a little different and if kids are bullying that uh, person teachers don't discourage them is another thing and teachers are intelligent and everything because japan produces the best but they are not trained to stop bullying which was quite odd this sadly does not just happen at schools there are so many times what i have read about and what people have told me about here is cases of bullying at work it is known as power harassment it is not sexual harassment power harassment your boss just yelling at you and asking you to do certain things in a certain way yelling at you in front of everyone and apparently it happens a lot in uh, in the sales teams here i think sales sales is a bit of a bit of an exception as a function around the world right because everybody gets yelled at you should watch you should watch the movie a movie called glengarry glen ross about real estate salesman being hammered by Alec Baldwin who is the ace salesman there and he gives a 3 minute monologue about you have to always be closing ABC ABC and uh, first prize is a Cadillac a second prize is a, a set of steak knives and third prize is you're fired <laughs> and that's the abuse that he rains down on his small team <laughs> if you don't close deals A B C A always B B C closing always be closing always be closing a i d a attention interest decision action attention do i have your attention interest are you interested i know you are cuz it's fuck or walk you close or you hit the bricks decision have you made your decision for christ an action AIDA get out there you got the prospects coming in you think they came in to get out of the rain a guy don't walk on the lot lest he wants to buy they're sitting out there waiting to give you their money are you going to take it are you man enough to take it you want to work here close i was completely blown away by this subject of bullying in japan and i think you also had posted a link on an ad released by nike which basically pointed that to this problem and then there was a big backlash it got more dislikes than likes no, what was that about bullying is bad that was the message absolutely and people as as you said is that people out here thought that japan is being shown in bad light hmm the ad went viral for negative reasons it went viral because people were disliking it so it actually had the opposite effect that the dislikers wanted it shows how as you said you know anyone who looks different is trying to stand out it's that's not the norm that's so yeah yeah by the way you've got all sorts of weird insurance plans in uh, japan you also told me about uh, an insurance for false accusations of groping in trains you can buy insurance it it happens apparently it happens a lot i have never seen it i've heard about it tokyo trains during peak hours get super crowded and there are perverts all over the place they take advantage of the situation some of them genuinely grope at women i mean and then there are others who because you are in a crowded situation you know maybe your uh, the hand just you know brushes someone and then they accuse you of groping which can have a lot of legal repercussions mm. so there is a groping insurance and it it's only like oh you know i'm being accused of this thing can you help me and it covers you for the damages and you can yeah. use it only once because if you're using it multiple times you might as well uh, take a car to work then but it's so civilized in india i remember in a bus when a lady just complained 
to a guy and I think he would have done something wrong obviously it did not take a lot before she could finish her sentence half of the bus was on that guy and they slapped him they beat him oh, up there yeah. itself uh, yeah i'm pretty sure he was like uh, he was pronounced guilty before being charged or whatever right i mean everyone is so frustrated you be- dude there was a guy who was about to get down in that crowded bus he got back in gave him a couple and then got back out <laughs> exactly so, come back and eat them right they're like kya hua malum nahi log maar raha hai main bhi maar raha hai i've seen that happen in in local trains i've seen that happen and it's pretty bad man when when people start hitting the mob mentality kicks in you have no idea they don't just they I mean I've seen bad, horrible things. You, you know there's also one uh, uh, harmless mob mentality. You remember during our time I don't know what it is now in first class it was also crowded but only three people would sit instead of the fourth person. <laughs> and this was the first time in my 11th standard in Podar with the students pass discounted rate I went in and I am I was thin at the time. There was plenty place for the fourth one. I offered a seat to a guy who was standing reading a newspaper he declined. saying that uh, uh, no no only three people it's like it's beneath a guy traveling in the don't first class to it's like don't start something new is is the joke <laughs> that he might have given you because if you start sitting fourth seat even in first class then you might as well be in second class right yeah It, man you know people always ask me what was what used to be the difference it was no less crowded it was just that instead of sweat it is someone's perfume rubbing off on you and as the day progresses you know it even that that sort of wins away in the return journey everybody is sweaty and i think it it is best to travel in first class during peak cars because there was no way a ticket conductor would you know come in to catch you with a second class pass they would only precisely go to the people who are not regulars right otherwise everyone is a regular they sit in the same seat same train you know every day so if this new guy ah is, isko dekha nahi hai kabhi <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then there would be a nasty comment see how would you ask a guy whether he had a first class pass or a ticket the snooty first classers when they would look at a guy who was not dressed so well they would just say are first class hai and then the other guy would just say ah maloo hai mere ko oh my god anyway so those were the topics that we had i know that we had one bob dylan topic also why why don't we keep it for the next time because we'd love to talk about that the, the only one one liner is the guy sold 600 songs to universal music for 300 million dollars so basically if that's any of his songs get played in a video game or on radio or in a movie or let's say a cover version by any artist or it's used in advertisement on kleenex universal music will make money you buy a song and you forget about it the song will keep making money for you must a man walk down before you call him a man how many seas must a white dove sail before she sleeps in the sand and during the pandemic apparently the, the stock of songs went up there was actually a company called hypnosis in 2018 it uh, was listed on the stock exchange it bought uh, a bunch of songs for some 870 million dollars some 13000 songs uh, some of them are played on spotify almost every day it's got a return of 40% already in two years uh, time so songs is a big big business the best kind of asset as they call it no is the best kind of asset some of them are going to uh, is going to increase in value unka that is basically the business now if you think about it it's wow you are just trading an asset 
Yes, and you don't have to worry about employees, about management, about anything. You are not employing anybody. It's a song, and it will. You you were telling me before this podcast, Mariah Carey. Oh yeah, Mariah Carey's uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You." That song. It's for 26 years. It's number one again. <laughs> and she's earned some 60 million dollars from uh, royalties alone. One song, right? Amazing, na? Amazing. Yep. Those are the topics that we had. If you are listening to to us for the first time you can log on to www.theindicast.com and go ahead and subscribe to all the podcasts that we have uh, out there and don't forget to subscribe to indicast this one if you want to follow us on twitter it is at @indicast that's about it bye bye if your time to you is worth saving then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone or the time Are a changing